I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Hope you had a great weekend. My weekend, oh my gosh. Cold and stormy weekend. The uh, bomb cyclone, I don't know if you heard about this, but we had a bomb, two bomb cyclones actually, that formed off the Pacific coast. And we didn't get the worst of it. I think Vancouver, British Columbia did. I think Washington State did. We got a little bit. What happened to us is that in my neighborhood, we had uh, a lot of rain come in. It's pounding the area with rain, and then there was this huge gust of wind. Blew over a tree. That's about it. Um, <laughs> but uh, they were saying, oh, it's going to be blustering crazy because, you know, the the uh, system has the same amount of millibars as a Category 1, Category 2 hurricane. And I know, and I know that uh, Ron was on the coast, and he said he was seeing – he said the power went out uh, when they were leaving the coast. So, yeah, cold and stormy weekend here. Bomb cyclones, heavy rain. They even had tornadoes touching down on the coast, water spouts and the like. So, but uh, – I think what was most disconcerting was how dark everything was this weekend. It was just super dark. I mean, the clouds were heavy. They were blocked by the sunlight. It was so dark that I slept into about one about one in the afternoon. I was sleeping in. Um, and that happens because, you know, I usually I'm up around 10 a.m. You know, I'm up late, but then I wake up around 10 a.m. because the light starts beaming through the curtains. And so I know that, the you know, I know this, you know, the day's out there because of the light. But no, this was like darkness. It was like Alaska darkness. And so my body still thought it was nighttime. And so Janine told me that her and Liam were going to go somewhere. They were leaving, and they, they said, well, they're going to be gone most of the day. So I thought, oh, it's going to be a boring day for me. So I did the dishes. I cleaned up the apartment a little bit, you know, did my thing. Um, I was going to cook for Sunday dinner, so I wanted to make sure all the dishes were done. Got me some coffee. Of course, uh, I always say, you know, one of the things when I first moved to the Pacific Northwest back in 1999, I always said to myself, why do these people drink so damn much coffee? Why? And then I realized why. Because the weather, when it's like this, all you want to do is you want to you know, get into your sweats, get into your hoodie, drink some coffee, a little warm cup of coffee, and read <laughs> or, or take it easy or, you know. And uh, I thought, yeah. You know, I was I was reading a little bit, got a lot of it out of my system, doing a little studying and stuff. And so um, I figured I'd curl up on the couch and uh, watch a random horror film. Now, I've been telling you that I don't know what this, I don't know what this channel is. I, I, I've never heard of this channel before. It's some random channel with random horror films. I mean, about two weeks ago I was watching, they were doing like, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. They were doing The Corpse Bride. And all these little kitty, kitschy type. You know, it's kind of like, you know, at Christmas time, you got Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Fred Astaire. You got Burl Ives. It was kind of like what it felt like. It's like, oh, let's get these other films out of the way with these, you know, little characters that everybody thinks are cutesy for Halloween. And let's get into some scary stuff. So I tuned into that random channel with a random horror film. And they were running random, you know, scary movies. And one of the films that was airing was a little gem called The Prodigy. And I vaguely remember seeing The Prodigy in theaters 
or maybe it was on some late night movie run of, on FX or something. But I remember it being about an evil kid. And so I, I remember writing it off as some Omen ripoff. And, and, and then, of course, um, I didn't watch it. I didn't want to watch it. And then I ended up seeing it. So, I mean, this time I, I, I watched it and, and I thought to myself, critics be damned. This show's a pretty good scary movie. <laughs> I mean, especially when it's a dark Saturday afternoon, just you, the cats, and coffee. It's basically what it is. On the couch watching this movie, Prodigy. And... Prodigy, The Prodigy, I guess, I mean, I call it Prodigy, but it's The Prodigy, is a film about possession. But it's not the devil that's possessing this little boy in this film. It's the spirit of a psychopathic killer. Now, the writers and the directors... I don't think give you a reason why this happened. I'm not going to spoil as to how it happened or why it's happening, but it's kind of like, you know, another variation of remember freaky Friday Jodie Foster, I think was in it. And I don't know who else, but there, you know, it was the mom and the daughter switched person personalities or spirits or souls or whatever. Well, this is kind of like freaky Friday meets the exorcist or it, it was a movie with Vince Vaughn that came out a while ago called freaky which had kind of the same premise is that, you know, the spirit of a serial killer got into the body of a young girl and the young girl's spirit got into the body of the serial killer. And so there's never really a good reason why this young man is possessed, but he is. But it, it's funny because it, it just, the whole, the whole movie itself is dreadful. Meaning that, you know, like, uh, it's just, it gives you a sense of dread. And so uh, it's like it's like remember the Sixth Sense with uh, Haley Joel Osment. It was it was it was like that. I mean, very disturbing. And, and if you don't mind a few jump scares, um, the idea of a body swap or a soul swap—it's it, always been a great trope for horror movies. But uh, I remember as far back as uh, I don't know if it was the 1930s, Boris Karloff did a film called. Uh, I think it was called Black Sunday. And um, it was about a guy who had a brain transplant. And uh, every time and he got the got the brain of a gangster. And every time he'd hear a siren, he'd turn into this this like gangster type guy. Bella Lugosi was in it. And I think, uh, yeah, there was, I mean, there was, it was one of those few films where Lugosi and Karloff were in the movie together. And it was, it, it was kind of one of these straightforward thrillers it wasn't really a horror film but it was kind of you know it was playing on the idea of you know when the spirit i mean when the spirit escapes the body where does it go and can it occupy another body or can it occupy a house or a car or something like that um this phenomenon of course exists in the realms of the paranormal where actually souls or spirits can transfer into the dead. And this type of soul transference can be found in the Bible where Jesus cast out demons and put them into the bodies of pigs. Now, it can also be said that alchemists and those who practice the left-hand path have found a way to submit to the dwellers of the threshold. And they're not necessarily demonic uh, souls, but but they're souls nonetheless, and they're they're waiting 
in the periphery, a, a place known as the guff. That's G-U-F, Hebrew word. In Hebrew, the guff literally means body or the storehouse of souls. Literally thought of as a body. A body is a storehouse of the souls, but it was also an area of heaven, kind of like purgatory, not quite purgatory, but it was where souls of both the living and dead existed. So it existed in the seventh uh, heaven. Zohar, chief Kabbalistic text of Judaism, elaborates on the myth about the guff and stated that God hewed all who would be born from this throne of glory and placed them in the guff. So all souls, both living and dead, or those souls that are waiting awaiting to be born, would be placed in the guff. The guff was talked about in the film The Seventh Sign, uh, and that's another great horror film. If you haven't caught that, it's about prophecy and the Bible and stuff. But it was said that if the guff is empty, if there are no more souls to be born, then this would precipitate the end times. Though the film conflated Judaic and Christian mythologies, it was interesting nonetheless because I was always wondering to, you know, wondering as I watched these films, I wonder what would happen. What would happen if science decided to give credibility to the concepts found in the Bible, especially those dealing with life here on earth and the possibility of the afterlife, and whether or not the soul or the human essence moves on to another dimension or through ritual can move to another body and possess it? Perhaps it escapes what is called the brain, that's B-R-A-N-E, like a membrane, then winds up in the bulk of the gulf and then moves on to another dimension or into a body or whatever, I mean... These are some thoughts that, you know, what we live in, our reality is like a bubble. It's 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 like a membrane. And then when the bubbles kind of roil, it's like, you know, the roiling off the, like you're watching boiling water. You see the bubbles roiling off each other. And that's kind of how they look at our existence is that we have a bubble here and a bubble there and a bubble there. Each bubble represents something, whether it be heaven, hell, or what have you. And what happens is that when you die... Our souls leave our bodies and go out into the brain and wind up in the bulk or the guff. They wind up in the guff of the bulk and then they move on to either another dimension, another body, another earth, another world. So some people call that reincarnation, but there's a ritual where the transference of souls is seen as called the dark nexus of possibility. And we're told that science does not play in this realm, but ritualism in secret societal enclaves and alchemical wizardry turns science on its ear. And we know that science has no problem with playing in the realms of entanglements with superposition and panpsychism and all this. But what about beyond superposition and panpsychism and quantum entanglements and what that means for life after death and what that means for putting a soul into an avatar, into a container, into another body and whether or not, or not that's possible. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. And we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month.
Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.